Travels with Charlie is paid for by Jolly Convenience Stores, Mill Travel American Express, and Casella Waste. The views and opinions expressed in Travels with Charlie do not necessarily reflect the views or opinions of the Radio Vermont Group. We welcome listener feedback. Email your comments to WDEV at RadioVermont.com. Well, it's all about all the folks you meet. Sitting in a diner or out in the street. Catch up with the news. Get your point of view. I want to hear what unravels. See you in my travel. Well, good afternoon. Welcome to another edition of Travels with Charlie. Your host, Charlie Papillo. Happy to be here with you today. Thanks to the sponsors of Travels with Charlie. Always uh, very important that we recognize the sponsors of Travels with Charlie. This program would not happen without their support. Jolly convenience stores, a hot coffee. Uh, that's more important today because, man, it's cold out there. Sandwiches, snacks, uh, ice cold uh, soft drinks, if that's what you're into. Of course, the home of the daily smile, and you got to fill up that car, fill up that belly. Jolly convenience stores. There's about 47 of them in the area. You can't miss them. Casella Waste Systems, Casella.com, zero sort recycling, helping to keep it out of the landfill with reliable service and competitive pricing. And if you're doing some traveling, Milne Travel American Express, they've been doing it and helping people since 1975. And you can find out more information on their website at milnetravel.com. Great program lined up for you today. Uh, first off, just uh, had a great time the last show. We, uh, we had open phone lines. Uh, so today we're going to be doing a segment, uh, open phone lines called Talking Turkey, and it's going to be a two-legged and winged varieties, of course. <laughs> uh, by the way, uh, on the last episode, we uh, we did an, an election special, and a good friend from Burlington, Dale, uh, I referred to him as the great prognosticator. Uh, he's predicted uh, many, many uh, election results, usually not right, um, uh, but he said uh, on the Burlington school bond vote, it would pass with a 66.2% approval. Well, he was wrong. It actually passed 76%. And how about that $165 million bond? School issues, and they typically uh, do pass. Uh, so, uh, well, uh, congratulations to you, Dale. You had no prize for you, but uh, you, you did great uh, in that prediction. Uh, today, coming up on the program, along with the open phone lines, uh, we'll be talking with Jeff Weld with the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. But first... Gives me a, a great pleasure and honor to introduce uh, our first guest this afternoon, and one I could say that has been. This is his second time on the show. You know, this is unprecedented. Uh, a classmate of mine, Stephen Malizia. Charlie. Stephen, good afternoon. Oh, dude, this feels great. No, really. It, it's so, so nice to have you on here. Oh, and and also another one of our classmates. Uh, this is like a, a Rice Memorial High School. And we can say it because this is a politically incorrect show. There you go. We're little Indians. We are little Indians. And, and, we, will con- and we will continue to be little Indians. And, and And one of those little Indians is the owner of Grumpy's Dogs. And... As we speak, Stephen, he oh the executive producer, Brad Verlin, is bringing the dogs into the house. The dog- yeah, oh. just, I, yeah, again, Charlie, you're absolutely right. Grumpy's on his way up. He'll be in here shortly. Come on in, the Grumpy. The chef was in the kitchen making sure. We wanted you to sample. And, of course, uh, here comes Daryl. Um, 
There you go, buddy. You probably want to put those on. Okay. Doesn't that smell good? Yes, it does. For those of you that can't see us but want to know, there's a plate here with three fully loaded, all-beef Michigan hot dogs produced by Grumpy Daryl. Good afternoon. <laughs> Brad, you might want to come in and grab one of these. Yeah, Brad, come get one. Come get one, Brad. <laughs> and, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give... <laughs> Here, I'm going to give the honors to uh, to Steve to do a little play-by-play as uh, my executive producer and I jump into one of these dogs and yeah. check it out. Yeah. And then we'll, we're going to get to, to meet uh, Daryl here, who is the owner of Grumpy's Dogs. They're also uh, with uh, with Warrior Soar, and that's a very important organization. We're going to find out more about that coming up in just a moment. Yeah, this is super cool. As you can see, we've got Charlie here. He just grabbed one. Brad has one right now. Uh, and Brady, this is for Brady. The, yeah, there's one on the plate here. Brady, our uh, board operator on the other side, Brady Farkas. <laughs> mm-hmm. Who is a dog aficionado? Here he comes. Uh, he wants okay. to try one of these as well. There he goes. There's Big D, Grumpy. Now, are you doing this live on Facebook, Steve? Well, we're not doing it live. We're taping this right now. Okay, so uh, taping so will we'll be on now. later on. Yes, we'll show this on All right. uh, just a couple old guys' Facebook page. And and I, first off, I do want to say, and meanwhile, Brad, Brad and Brad are over here going, uh, you just keep talking. We're going to keep eating. Yeah, yeah. Eating eat. yeah. <laughs> Dig right in, boys. Give it a bite. Dig right in, boys. All right. Oh, right. well, this is, he's chewing. He dressed it right. That's the important thing. Yeah. Yeah. Mustard and onion right. is the only way you do a Michigan. And let me jump right in here and you give the play by play because I'm going to have a mouthful. All right, here we go. Like you said, it's dressed, it's in. It's giving him. Ooh, oh, he's, he's, he's testing he's yeah. the here taste buds. Here it comes. Charlie? That That is delicious. There we go. That is absolutely delicious. Simply put. They go now, well. Yes. Now, right. What do you think? It's Brad? It's one of All my right. favorite things in the world. Brady, take a peek out here. Give me yeah. a, what you got. <laughs> jump hey, in. Hey, yeah, jump hey, in. Hey, Brady says yes. Mm. Grumpy. Oh, baby. Come on. All right. So I got to ask you, Daryl. Yes, sir. What's the difference between a Michigan and a Red Hot? Because so often everybody talks about, uh, you know, Charlie Red Hots. Anybody that grew up in the Burlington area, Steve, you know. Sure. Brad, you know. Daryl, you know. Sure. Charlie Red Hots. And I'm talking the original, not Mallets Bay, yeah. Lower Church Street, right. man. Yeah. Lower Church Street. Charlie uh. would be in there at the grill. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Making yeah. those dogs. Yeah. Yeah. And his was called a Red Hot. Now, you call this a Michigan, and there is a difference. What's the difference? You well, tell me. Well, a lot of people refer to the, the Michigan as a Coney or a Red Hot. Now, we use, uh, ours has a tomato base to it, whereas Charlie's didn't. Charlie's did not. Charlie always made it sure that he cut the hot dog in half before serving. He grilled it. Yes, he did. Yeah. And he grilled every one of those buns. Now, you steam yours. We steam them. Uh, unfortunately, today I couldn't. You microed it. Well, yeah, yeah, yeah. you got to come back for that. If I would have, that would have tasted like cardboard. Uh, but uh, uh, we do extremely well. The Michigan originally, you know, um, Originally came from Plattsburgh, New York. That's where that. it originated. Yeah, yeah. Uh, that's why they have contests every year as to what they feel is their best Michigan. So now, why do they call it a Plattsburgh? <laughs> yeah. Because Think the people that, that brought it originated from Michigan. <laughs> and back when they had the hot dog stand in Michigan, they referred to it as a Coney. Now I don't know who's doing the show in here next, but I got onions <laughs> and Michigan <laughs> sauce all over the seat. Here. <laughs> Sorry about it's that. Got more hot bite to it, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Yours does. Yes, it does. Yeah. It's got a little kick. 
We like that little kick. I like that kick. And we make that known to people whenever they ask, what is a Michigan? And and we'll tell them that it's got a little sweetness to it, but it's got a little kick to it. So you got to be, you know, if you don't like that kick, you're better off getting a chili dog. <laughs> <laughs> now, now Daryl, you uh, you were one year behind Steve and I at, uh, at Rice. At Rice Memorial, yeah. yes. And, uh, you know, I'm just finding out a lot about Daryl, uh, certainly, you know, watching some of the videos that you guys post, uh, and we'll go ahead and give that a little shout out too, because uh, just a couple of old guys. This is a podcast that you both started. Uh, how many years have you been doing that? Well, we originated back in the 1990s. Yes, I was sharing that with uh, Charlie before we came on we, the air. We did a show called Sports Blitz, and with that Sports Blitz show, we we talked sports, and it was a call-in show. We we yep. just had a lot of fun with it, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, and we had a lot of experiences from it. We sure did. Uh, traveling uh, to professional uh, games, whether they were football, basketball, we we knew how to hockey. get media accesses. So you know, we did. So you you only did that just so you get the media passes and yeah. you could go to games yeah, and, and, get, and get good. Yeah, and and Steve admits it. He says, absolutely. "Yeah, I'm not going to lie about no, it, right?" No. I mean, uh, <laughs> and we did. Fans, uh, football, <laughs> basketball, baseball, you name it, and we did. And so, uh, can you tell me one story? Where you were on the sidelines, be it a basketball game, a football game, hockey game, where you were this close to a player. And Steve, I'm going to let you share the NFL I'll, game. I'll go to the part where, yes, the answer is yes to that. And yeah. what we'll do before we get into Warrior Soar briefly, Charlie, is that we had a South Florida trip planned. And uh, we had access to the New York Knicks, Miami Heat on a Friday night. Uh, Saturday, we just hung out uh, doing some fun video in uh, Fort Lauderdale. And then on Sunday in the morning, before we went to a hockey game, the Florida Panthers, the uh, Minnesota North Stars, that night, we were on the field in Joe Robbie Stadium for the Miami Dolphins and New York Giants on my birthday. On the field. On the field. And, 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 they're, thinking, from there. and they're thinking you guys are like the big ESPN dudes oh, or something. Cameras and oh, we had cameras. Oh, we were yeah. oh, oh, let me yeah. tell you, Steve yeah. had. We had a four-inch video camcorder that you held up like this, <laughs> right on the field with with yeah. uh, microphones, uh, and yeah, we we knew what we were doing. We did <laughs> until, oh, awesome. until what happened during the game. Uh, they have a, a barrier that you you have to stay so far away from the yeah. obviously the playing field. Yeah. And during the game, all of a sudden, there's a play coming at us. Defensive back for the New York Giants, name. Jason Seahorn. Jason Seahorn. Jason Seahorn takes out Steve while Steve is filming it. <laughs> breaks up the play, comes out of bounds, oh, nice. and wipes out Melissa. Did you get on national TV? <laughs> That's a good uh, question. Yeah. We it don't took know. a day to recover. There's, there's got to be video of that somewhere. Oh, we would, we would love to see that. Backwards. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but, you know, one of the more memorable things was, uh, uh, which I still have the photographs today, uh, of you and I with the cheerleaders. Miami Dolphin cheerleaders. Miami Dolphin I think I've seen some of those pictures. You both have. Yes. All those yes. young ladies. This was Ooh. before the internet. Yes. <laughs> but we've since posted. <laughs> hey, if you're just uh, joining us this afternoon on Travels with Charlie, my guests are Daryl Graham and Stephen Malizia, both uh, friends of mine. We went to school together, uh, uh, sort of went our own uh, separate paths, but here we are back together again. And uh, Daryl uh, served, uh, he was telling me, 13 years in the, in the Army. In the Army. 
Uh, and, you know, typically guys go there right out of high school, like our buddy uh, Celia, you know, right, right out of high school, mm-hmm. no, uh, into the service. In but you went later. So what was the calling there, Daryl, with you? Thir- 13 years in the Army, but you didn't uh, it, go until it, you were in your 30s. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know. But uh, it came, and I went. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I learned a lot of things. Yeah. Uh, but I did a lot of time overseas. Uh, I did all my time over in Europe uh, and in Okinawa, over in Japan and uh, Korea and in that area. Well, we have some something in common. I actually took a trip to Okinawa about uh, you did. 10 or 12 years ago with my son. Yeah, my dad was uh, was there, of course, uh, you know, in the war, and uh, I wanted to go back and see where he, where he had been. Uh, I had an opportunity to travel the entire island for about... Did, we, we'll talk about that. Well, did, you, did you have a, I was stationed... Well, I was stationed at a Tory station, uh, but did you have a chance to go to Hanson or, or Kadena Air Force Base? I did. Or, yeah, Kadena's like a huge city. Yeah, absolutely. It's, yeah, it's massive. Yeah, yeah. We'll, yeah, we'll have to talk about that at some point. That's uh, yeah, very, very and, interesting. And very then the Marine Corps base, Hanson. Yes, uh, uh, right at the main gate, you always had demonstrations. Yeah. Demonstrate all the Okinawans would be at uh, right at the gate. Morning, Americans out. Uh, yeah, they didn't care for us because of World War II. Yes, right. claiming yeah. that we took their land. Yeah, I, I was uh, very well received there and didn't get along with people. Uh, but it was very interesting going back there. Very, very interesting going back there. Let, let's talk a little bit uh, more about your business, uh, Grumpy's Dogs, before we get into the organization that you are also uh, associated with, along with Steve, and that is Warrior Soar. Uh, but before we do that, uh, we're going to take a quick break. When we come back, we'll get into that. So keep it right here on WDEV. The waste and resource management industry is a complex, integrated system that many people and communities take for granted. Trash, recycling, compost, we're all familiar with the terms, but maybe not the truths behind the waste industry. Want to learn more? Beyond the Bin is a podcast by Casella, which shines a light on what really happens to our waste and recycling. If you're interested in environmental sustainability and renewable resources, then check out this podcast. You'll learn about waste and recycling, meet members of the Casella team, and one episode even deals with beekeeping. Check it out online at www.casella.com forward slash beyond the bin. Welcome back, Travels with Charlie. Great to have you here with me today. Uh, a little Bon Jovi bringing us back into the uh, into the mix here with my guests Daryl Graham and Stephen Militia, Warrior Soar and Grumpy's Dogs. We'll get into Warrior Soar, but uh, just quickly with uh, Grumpy's Dogs. I know that you're at Lowe's in South Burlington, but you told me that you also. In fact, I saw on Facebook that you were you were selling dogs at the uh, at the Double E last night for a concert that they had there. So you're all over the place. Uh, and, and during the summertime, we uh, do quite a few. Events. Events over at the Essex, uh, the Essex outlets, the, the Essex experience, where they have concerts every Thursday night, uh, Wednesday night. Uh, on Thursday night is in South Burlington, which you know maybe we'll we'll venture out into some of these other towns next year. Uh, but we do quite a bit uh, of benefits yeah. uh, for now, people. Now, this is your business. It's a veteran-owned business, obviously, and you want to promote that. I know that many of the events that you do. In fact, I saw you at Best Buy. Uh, on Veterans Day, and you were there with the Warriors Soar, and you were giving away hot dogs. Uh, I set that up uh, in, in coordination with Warriors Soar uh, for that event. Uh, it was a, a means of the veterans giving back. A lot of people on Veterans Day go out, and the veterans get free dinners here, or, you know, free something at, at a lot of different places. They get to eat free for breakfast, lunch, and yeah. dinner. Well deserved. And and we felt 
that it's a time for the veterans to give back a little bit. Uh, so what we did is we had we had major donors from uh, Best Buy, which provided us the space, uh, Vermont uh, Teddy Bear, uh, which provided some pajama grams that we were able to, to sell for donations uh, for Warrior Store, and Mackenzie's uh, Meats. Uh, Mackenzie's donated some hot dogs to us. So uh, we had great sponsorships uh, put together, and we gave out free hot dogs uh, to anybody. It, kids were coming out. Employees were coming out. Yeah. Uh, young men, young women, older people. Uh, everybody just enjoyed a free hot dog. And we had a great time just talking to the people. Well, and it gets the, the word uh, out about Warrior Soar. And that's what I want to talk about uh, for the sure. remainder of this segment is Warrior Soar. And for those of you that aren't familiar, Soar, that's S-O-A-R. And that's an acronym. It stands for Support Outreach Assistance and recovery and Stephen is here not only because we're all friends but Stephen is uh, he's the PR guy for Warrior Source so Steve I'll let you talk a little bit about it well thanks Charlie I appreciate that it's been an honor to spend time with uh, uh, retired Major Shannon Blake the founder of Warrior Soar. Uh he uh, identified real quickly the need to help uh, at least offer a place for other soldiers having a difficult time reintegrating. Uh, I would I would share the people that with people that the mission of Warrior Soren and very good on the acronym Charlie. That's uh, we appreciate that. Uh, actually, the mission of Warrior Soren is to assist in the healing and reintegration of our wounded hero, uh, wounded heroes through that support and outreach assistance of recovery. We all need it sometime, and uh, can be difficult to ask for. Uh, that said. Warrior Soar does a, how many different events to raise awareness and opportunities to, like Daryl said, send, and I don't know if we were on the air when we were talking about it, the 10 combat veterans every year to a Boston baseball fantasy camp. 10. Down in Fort Myers, Florida. Tell us a little bit about it because you were a part of that too. Uh, I had the honor of going last year. Uh, and it, it, the expenses are totally paid for by Warrior Store, from your airfare to your hotel to your meals to, to transportation to everything. Wow. Uh, and the the fantasy camp is held at the Boston Red Sox training facility in Fort Myers. So you know that the when you first walk into it, the experience is wow. Yeah. You know, you got 20 batting cages over here, you got a clubhouse over here, and the fields are immaculate. Uh, but once you walk into the clubhouse, you go, wow, there's a kitchen right there. And in that kitchen is where they serve your, your breakfast and all your drinks are right there, whether they're, they're sodas or, or, or water or after workout, you know, you, you can have an adult beverage. Yeah. Uh, then you go into a next room and you've got a trainer, you've got a doctor, you've got, uh, a massage therapist, uh, you've got a physical therapist. Anytime any one of these people needs it, they get it. They get the attention they need. You walk into the clubhouse, there's clubhouse personnel. That's all they do. Their responsibility is to watch the clubhouse. And each guy has their own extremely wide uh, open locker uh, with your name on it, uniforms, all the uniforms of wow. the Red Sox. What from, a thrill this has to be for the veterans that uh, that get to go down there. And, and you went down, and my understanding is you went down as an ump. Yes, I did. Last year, <laughs> last year was the first year uh, that they brought in umpires rather than paying local umpires. And so uh, we had 10 umpires from around the country 
uh, that are all former veterans. And give a little little background because you uh, do have some experience umping. You, I know you and Malitz both, uh, yeah. well, refing and umping, right? Right. Well, I did 24 years of uh, officiating baseball before I injured my knee uh, and had my knee replaced. But I, I restarted uh, doing baseball games again this year. But I also did 24 years of officiating football in the state of Vermont. So we had quite a bit of experience when it came to officiating. Uh, so either one of you have a good story of uh, you know officiating and getting into an argument either with a with a fan or, or with a player. Oh. <laughs> one that we can relate on the air today. <laughs> I've got a few of those. Trust me. Yeah. <laughs> Brady, yeah. want to jump in? <laughs> I can just tell you that I got tossed by an ump once when I was coaching sixteen-year-old uh, baseball. Yeah, you and your ilk—you're all the same. Yeah. Sensitive, touchy. I'll give you a football. Power hungry. <laughs> I love umpires. Just not that guy. The, the coaches always want to know. Whenever you throw a flag, the coaches want to know on who, on who, on yeah. who. Yeah. Well. In high school ball, you don't have to provide that. You don't have to know the person's number. You just have to know that that guy right there committed that offense. And, you know, sometimes they, the action's quick. You see the action, yeah, boom, right. but you you got to continue doing your job. Yeah. Uh, so uh, I'm not going to name any coaches. <laughs> uh, but there's one coach that would constantly uh, come out and go, who was it? Who was it? Who was it? He'd say, Coach, watch the film. <laughs> I used to say that to him all the time. Coach, watch the film. You'll see it. That's great. Uh, Warrior Soar. We're talking with uh, with Daryl Graham and uh, Steve Malizia this afternoon on Travels with Charlie. So glad that you could both join me. We've got a few minutes left. If anybody has a question or a comment, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. A lot of events that you do during the year. Many of them are a lot of golf events, which, Steve, do you just get into the golf game like late in life? Yeah, late in life. You did, didn't yes, you? Yes, yeah. I just finished my fourth year. Yeah. Uh, I totally immersed myself, uh, employed at golf courses for the last four years. And, and he did uh, that just so he could play for free. Absolutely. And, yeah, yeah. Or bring my friends for a discount. <laughs> and I, I pay the discounted rates. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We love each other. So tell me about some of the tournaments and yeah. also some events on Lake Champlain. Absolutely. That That's one of the things I wanted to share. While it's exciting about the baseball, uh, and that serves those 10 guys, one of the things that I know about Warrior Soar that it extends way beyond that. Uh, we'd be remiss if we didn't talk about guys like Brian Decatur, who cha- retired. Retired military man, Army, right? Army, yes, yeah. U.S. Army. And he uh, he is out chopping, stacking wood for soldiers' families who the soldier may not be there anymore, or the uh, soldier's family can't. They don't have the resources to keep their home heated, right? Right, uh, and they have wood stove. And yeah, so just a lot of work, a lot of work. But yeah, golf. Uh, there's there there are golf tournaments, charity tournaments held in Ohio. In Middlebury, Vermont, in Texas, in the Cape in Cape Cod. This is a nationwide group too, by the way. Right? It originated here in Georgia. In network in Georgia. Yeah. Thank you. In Texas, we didn't say Texas. Uh, that originated here. The headquarters is here, and there are affiliations that are springing up in those places yeah. we just mentioned. Where uh, in Ohio. Uh, Tim Jenkins, uh, still and Tim Jenkins, Lieutenant Colonel, correct. still still active in the military, responsible for pulling that golf tournament together that we traveled for and and participated. So it's in. a growing so organization. It's a oh, growing yes. organization. Yeah. Awareness yeah. is key. Uh, the suicide rate continues unabated. 
uh, which just means that more organizations like Warrior Soar yeah. uh, need to uh, be supported, pro- propped up, if you will. And it's, uh, you know, Veterans Day is something that we believe, I believe, I'm not a veteran, but I, and with Warrior Soar, I can tell you this is I know my dad would have benefited greatly. If he would have had an opportunity that warrior guys like Warrior Soar are providing to you, yeah. that's why I support it. Yeah, that's you also do an event, uh, a number of events on the lake. We Correct. sailing. Do some yes. sailing I things? do some stuff yeah. with a different organization, Sail Beyond Cancer. Yeah. That's yeah. Uh, stay tuned with just a couple old guys in Burlington because Suzanne Johnson and the folks from Sail Beyond Cancer will be joining us tomorrow. And uh, so yeah, we, we're involved with a lot of things that we believe in yeah. giving back to the community. It's been good to us. But but Warrior Shore provides. Uh, they they have uh, sailing. Yeah. Uh, they have fishing boats, kayaking, uh, kayaking, they, golf opportunities. You, you know what I think is, is key is that uh, Warrior Source not just for a wounded veteran, not for just for a combat veteran. It's for all veterans to right. to help out. Right. A lot of people have psychological issues. A lot of people may have physical issues. It, it doesn't make a difference. Everybody is part of the team. They're all there to help. All inclusive. All inclusive. Yeah, that's what. If you'd like more information, you can check out the website warriorsore.org. Warriorsore.org is uh, Grumpy's Dogs on Facebook because I follow you, uh, uh, Daryl Graham. But what about Grumpy's yeah. Dogs? You got a Facebook well, page? Uh, my wife's been working on yeah, that. Yeah, let's get to work uh, on that, would you? People yeah. want to know where Grumpy's Dogs are going to be. Uh, and you were telling me uh, I saw that uh, you were at the at the U Mall doing some stuff there a, a uh, while back. Are you going to be doing things there? Uh, that's a possibility. Okay. We, we could be there starting this weekend. Oh, all right. Uh, but at the same time, uh, last night we were at the the Essex Performance Center for the uh, American Authors Concert. Yep. With Chad Hollister, uh, this uh, weekend we'll be at the Essex Skating Facility doing a fundraiser for Essex Youth Hockey, uh, and we'll, right now we're uh, we're also planning working with uh, Troy Austin's Toy Drive for Kids, which has grown in popularity immensely. Beautiful uh, in Essex. We'll be there uh, uh, doing a fundraiser for them also. Well, thanks for doing uh, what you do uh, with uh, with Warrior Soar, and certainly uh, good luck to you and your. Endeavors with uh, with Grumpy's dog, and, yes, and it's certainly you. great to see both of you, Steve and Thanks, and Daryl Graham, my guest here on uh, Travels with Charlie. We're going to be talking turkey coming up after uh, we talk with Jeff Weld from the uh, Casella. Wait, somebody wants to put it in order, Daryl. Take, <laughs> yeah. take that call. Would you? Give us the final word on the dog, Charlie. <laughs> you don't want to know what's the, the final word. The final word, man, is the dog is amazing. It is awesome. It is delicious. This should be one of the side dishes in your uh, Thanksgiving dinner. In fact, one of, one of the topics we're going to be bringing up as we talk turkey coming up after the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Always a favorite debate of mine is the green bean casserole overrated. (laughs) And I think that it is. Uh, I don't know. What is your opinions? We'd love to hear from you. Daryl, overrated or you got to have it? Well, I have, uh, between my wife and I, this is, uh, Mary is is my second uh, marriage. Yeah. uh, And between us, we have six children. We have yours, mine, ours, and theirs. Yeah. Uh, Not your typical family. But of those six children, uh, we have some that, will agree with each side of that argument because we have some that will not go through the holiday unless they have the green bean casserole. <laughs> Stephen, is it overrated? Oh, definitely overrated. Yeah. I'm like Sheldon Cooper. Green beans, uh, I don't like them, but I eat them. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah. yeah. Oh, well, my it. whole take on it is 
Why ruin those French fried onion rings? Just give me a cream of mushroom soup. My goodness. Oh, man. We could go on and on and on. We're going to open up the phone lines coming up right after the sustainability waste spotlight. I want to give you one of our stickers. Thank you very much. Thanksgiving, my friend. And that's our grumpy dog logo. All right. Love it. Thanks, thanks for joining me, guys. All right. We love being here, Charlie. Thank you. Next All right. Time. Stay tuned. It's the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight coming up next right here on WDEV. When I'm on the road, I don't have to look very far for a place to fill my gas tank or my belly. Jolly Convenience Stores, with over 40 locations to choose from, makes it easy. Fuel for your car, fresh-made sandwiches, soft drinks, hot coffee, pastries, friendly service, and even creamies. Jolly Convenience Stores supports your community by sponsoring events, veteran organizations, and more. That's why I support them, and you should too. Stop in today. Jolly Convenience Stores, home of the Daily Smile. Welcome back to Travels with Charlie with a little Beatles music for you this afternoon. Stay tuned for the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Jeff Weld joining me this afternoon. Jeff, good afternoon to you. Are you yeah, hey Jeff. Good afternoon, Jeff. Hey, hey. Hey, there he is. Yeah. Jeff, uh, great uh, great news. Casella, this is so uh, almost uh, hard to wrap my head around, but Casella recently celebrated 45 years of recycling. You know, it seems like recycling is like this. It's this new thing, but you guys have been doing it for 45 years. Yeah, it's it's pretty incredible when you when you think about it. Opened the first recycling facility in Vermont in 1977. Um, and yeah, we're still still working hard to recycle more and recycle better every day. So you re- recently stated that you have a goal of exceeding two million tons recycling by 2030. Now that when you when you that just seems like an awful lot. I mean, is that really possible? Yeah, you know, I think it, it is possible, and we feel pretty strongly that it's possible. Um, this past year, uh, our, in our sustainability report, we had. A bit over 1.2 million, or um, <clears throat> yeah, 1.2 million tons, or and uh, you know that that includes all types of material. Um, and, and recently, part of our our um, innovations around achieving that goal has been the installation of a, a couple of robotic systems that are really geared towards recycling more plastic, which is really exciting because it's always in the news, right? Yeah, if you could kind of describe some of that, Jeff, you know, uh, the robotics aspect of that. For some people, it's uh, kind of hard to figure out, but uh, in, in the way that, that that helps you. Yeah, it's, it's really interesting because there's still, even, you know, 45 years in, uh, and with all the innovation and technology that we've had in terms of sorting recyclables, it's still a fairly manual process once it gets to our facilities, and there's a lot of, um, you know, human resources and, that go into that sorting process. And those jobs are, are typically difficult to source. They're hard work, um, potentially dangerous. And the, what the robotics are designed to do is really sort of alleviate some of that workload, uh, make it a little bit more efficient. Um, and with AI technology, uh, sort more, sort it better, and, and sort it faster to give some of those people uh, a, a sort of a leg up 
and make the work a little bit easier on them. Right, and of course, uh, you know, the the end goal is to to keep these things out of the landfill and to recycle. You know, so often we we lose sight of some of the items that uh, that we're working with today that were something previously before. Yeah, I think that's that's really interesting. You know, and and yeah, we want to keep it out of the landfill. We want to make sure that um, it's it's being churned into to new materials. But really, ultimately, we want to protect our our natural resources. And if there's a way to not have to use virgin material and use recycled material, that's that's what we're aiming to do. And you know, these robots sort of learn on their own. They they can identify what's a recyclable plastic versus non-recyclable plastic. And, and that ends up making the material that we send out to the market cleaner, right? Because yeah. you, you don't have uh, mistaken material going in there. Um, and it also it gives you more material because they, they're, they're able to identify it more quickly and, and takes out a bit of a, a human component. So, you know, whether that, that material is being turned into another container to use, another yogurt container, a, a dashboard for uh, for a new car, yep. or even a, a new fleece jacket, right? That's a that's a better use than you know extracting a virgin material. Exactly, and that's what we're aiming to do. Yeah, Jeff Weld with the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Uh, Casella recently celebrating 45 years of recycling, and hopefully you're doing that uh, at home as well. You should be recycling. For more information, if you'd like to find out more information, you can go to the website casella.com forward slash recycling hyphen works. Again, casella.com forward slash recycling dot uh, recycling uh, dash works. Uh, Jeff, before we go, we're going to be getting into a little uh, uh, talking turkey coming up here with uh, Thanksgiving on the way. And one of the questions I always uh, like to debate with uh, my listeners is the green bean casserole, is it overrated or is it uh, a staple at uh, at your Thanksgiving dinner, uh, I'll give you a, just a thirty seconds to fill us in if you care to, Jeff. Oh boy, I try not to be too controversial on these things. Guys, but, uh, you know, I'm a, <laughs> I'm a hard no on the green bean casserole. Oh man, I love you. Yes, I, I, I couldn't agree with you more. I couldn't agree with you more. It does find its way into my family's uh, Thanksgiving. I, I, I'm a hard no. I, I, you know, there's so many other good things to do. There you go. All right. Well, go back to work, and uh, you'll find out uh, from your coworkers now that uh, they they may be agreeing with you or disagreeing with you. But uh, that's what we love to do here on Travels with Charlie and on the Casella Waste Sustainability Spotlight. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Jeff. Thanks for joining me this afternoon. Yeah, same to you, Charlie. Appreciate it. All right, take care. Well, when we come back, yeah, we're going to be talking turkey this afternoon. Uh, executive producer Brad Furlan joining me in studio. Want to hear from you? Green bean casserole, stuffing versus dressing, cranberry sauce. Is it whole bean? Is it out of a can? We're going to talk about all of that and more coming up next right here on Travels with Charlie, WDEV. Planning a business trip or have a global company looking for a strong Vermont-based company to align with for business and meeting management, Milne Travel is a trusted local partner, and they've been one since 1975. Milne Travel is one of the top travel companies based in New England. Featuring educational tours, vacation travel, or corporate solutions, let their travel specialists search the lowest airfares exclusive to the travel industry for you. 
guaranteed. We're all getting ready to travel again. Save time and money on your next trip. Go to www.milltravel.com. Welcome back, Travels with Charlie. Bruce Springsteen bringing us back for the final segment of uh, Travels with Charlie. Thanks for joining me today. Uh, by the way, if you have a question or comment that you want to get to me off the air, maybe it's a, you know, a company that you'd like us to, to, uh, to so showcase here in our uh, Vermont Grown segment, just like we did Grumpy's Dogs this afternoon, you can email me, cpapilloradio at gmail.com, cpapilloradio at gmail.com. Well, we're going to talk turkey. My executive producer, Brad Furlan, and also the host of uh, Vermont Viewpoint occasionally, filling in. He filled in this morning here on uh, WDEV with uh, some great guests. And kind of interesting, Brad, because you had one of your high school um, uh, friends on. And uh, same thing, continuing in that tradition with uh, two of my high school classmates here uh, in the last hour. But we're going to talk turkey this afternoon. So get ready. We want to hear from you. 244-1777-1877-291-8255. And if we're going to talk turkey, I suppose we can talk, uh, you know, two-legged or winged. <laughs> so, you know, there may be some turkey. I, mean, I don't know. Maybe, you know, it should be a kind show. We shouldn't go out and, you know, kind of. But I, I did think of one thing today. You know, the, the president, um, get ready for a rim shot if you got one, Brady. <laughs> the president uh, is pardoning uh, today as we speak two turkeys at the White House. And my understanding is one of them's name was Hunter. Bada bing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Crash. All right. Now, maybe you got it. Maybe you didn't get I, it. I think that went well, Charlie. Is, is this thing on? <laughs> Try the veal. Uh, I do want to remind you that, um, you know, food insecurity is a 365-day-a-year issue. And, and and I know a lot of people think about food shelves this time of year, and, and that's great. Yeah, but you should think about them uh, 365 days a year. And if you haven't uh, done so, uh, donate to your local food shelf because there are some people out there that uh, could certainly could certainly use that. Well, lots to talk about this afternoon, so let's get right into it. We, we opened it up with the green bean casserole. Is it, is it Overworked. I mean, is it just overdone? Is it overrated? Uh, what are your thoughts on uh, on the green bean casserole? And we'd love to hear from you. Two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. I think we're we're all in the negative on this. We don't like green bean casserole. Brad, are you going to change that? Well, it's been presented as a masterpiece uh, vegetable. <laughs> it's, it, it gets brought to a home in a casserole dish. It's yeah. presented with pride. And uh, in our polite nature, we kind of go with it. But I, I'm, I'm more a squash guy and, uh, and asparagus and other things. Well, I think the presentation is it's beautiful. You know, you see those fried onion rings. They're usually the dirty canned fried onion rings on the top that are delicious by themselves. And and as you look at it, it's such a disappointment. Once you dig into it and you go, oh, my God, there's green beans in here. And, you know, that thing has been baked so much. Kaya, do you want to weigh in on this one? Kaya wants uh Oh, I think we hit a nerve here at WDEV. So, you know, once you dig into it and then you look at these pale green beans that have been in that casserole dish for way too long. They've been bleached Uh by the mushroom soup. I actually 
enjoy green bean casserole. <laughs> and I'd rather have the green bean casserole than mother's lime jello with the shredded carrots. Oh, man. Yeah. That's a home run. I'm glad you brought that up because that's. And for an extra treat, we get shredded cabbage in it. Mm, mm. Boy, that's these all. are. The- <laughs> Thank you, Kaya. <laughs> and, uh, you know, try, try to get that, uh, that picture out of your mind now. The Jello casserole. Man, this is, you know, they don't do those anymore, do with they? The, with the oranges, right? Yeah, with oranges, with yeah. cottage cheese, yeah, with yeah. shredded carrots, Pineapple with cabbage, rings. with walnuts. Yeah, uh, yeah. Um, and, you know, typically that was if you went to a dime-a-dip supper. You know, and again, uh, I'm losing the audience here. You know, dime a dip? <laughs> what do you eat for a dime a dip? Today would be like, you know, $3 a dip. They don't even do them anymore. But, you know, churches used to do dime a dips as fundraisers. And there was like eight people would bring a thing of jello that they had mixed. They'd get a can of Del Monte cocktail fruit, put it in there with. I hope I'm not offending anybody. If you like that kind of stuff, great. But. That's you know that can go the way of the green bean casserole. We we don't need Jello mold at you know casseroles. We just don't need it. It looks like there's about twelve or fourteen angry grandmothers out on the sidewalk right now, Charlie. <laughs> we, we may have struck a nerve here. Talking turkey on travels with Charlie Brad Furlan joining me, uh, my executive producer two four four seventeen seventy seven or one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five and. Well, let's get into some things that we do like, because I don't want to make it like the, you know, the sweet potato casserole. I think that's a little redundant anyway. You know, marshmallows on top of sweet potatoes. How much sweet do you need? But dressing versus stuffing. And you might go, well, they're both the same, aren't they? Well, I guess arguing semantics here. Stuffing means that it's been cooked in the bird. Dressing has not been cooked in the bird. Some people like their dressing or their stuffing with other ingredients other than just the bread and the onion and the and the celery, they like a little sausage. You know, we used to do one with the McKenzie sausage. It was absolutely delicious. But, um, you know, my my way of doing it is on a in a big casserole dish because you get all that crisp on the top. You don't want to, you know, you stuff it in the bird and then you got to, you know, three people get the crispy stuff and then there's nothing left. Yeah, I, I do both, actually. And stuffing's one of the big uh, treats for me. And I... Not only the sausage, but I like to put in uh, sunflower seeds, celery, uh, mushrooms, apple, you name it. Just dress it up as much as possible. Apple is good. Yeah, yeah. that gives it a little, little crunch, a little extra taste. Uh, I, I could eat stuffing without the, the turkey. I mean, I just love the dressing. I do. And and my recipe is, I think, uh, you know, not that it, maybe I'll get a couple of free loaves. Clinger's bread in South Burlington. Their, their sourdough bread is probably the best way to make, if you're going to make your own dressing. You toast it up and then you just cube it. Yeah, you know, chicken broth, uh, you know, turkey broth, uh, and, and onion and, and celery and a little bit of sage seasoning and man, you're good to go. What is not to like about that? Sounds great. Now, typical, do you do cranberry sauce out of a can or do you make cranberry sauce? I do can, but I also will put cranberries into my stuffing. So it, it fresh ones, fresh ones. Oh, yeah. interesting. Um, yeah, yeah. Just not a lot, but a little. You know, saute it with everything else, yeah. and uh, yeah, it just adds a little bit. You know, 
it seems like, you know, I'm this all and he was going to, you know, his nose up in the air because he doesn't like this. He doesn't like that. But I, I love, I'm not going to make cranberry sauce. Why would you not want it out of a can? It just especially if it's the jelly variety, because getting it out and getting it whole and, and setting it on a plate and seeing those little ring marks around it, that it came out of that can. And who's going to be the first one that's going to dig into that log of cranberry jelly and and throw it on their plate? Well, and you often don't see, by God, Thelma, that cranberry is the best we've had. And, you know, and, and it disappears. It's one of those things that gets kind of put away after. Now, have you noticed this? And I'll throw it out to our listeners as well. Uh, 244-1777 or 1-877-291-8255. That Thanksgiving is a one time that tradition, you just, you have to stay with tradition. And God forbid you, if you try something different and you go, you know what? I saw a recipe in uh, in some magazine. I was at the dentist office, and yeah, they still have magazines. Of the nobody else reads magazines, just the dentist. And and I saw this recipe for such and such, and I figured I'd try that instead of doing the you know the traditional that we do. And everybody goes, oh, what? You're not doing the traditional dressing or. What about if somebody does a deep fried turkey versus roasting that turkey in the oven? You know, one of the things about deep fried turkey, and I've had it, the skin is delicious, it's nice and crispy, but there's no gravy. There's no drippings. You don't have any gravy, and you also run the risk of burning your house down. <laughs> have, have you ever seen any videos of people putting a, putting a frozen turkey into a pot of hot oil and there's too much oil in the pot and when they do it it overflows and it looks like the second coming of Hiroshima it's there's this big flame and uh, you know people's garages are burning down have you ever had a mishap cooking a, a turkey dinner 2441777 or 18772918255 let's hear from you this afternoon on travels with charlie your your thoughts on thanksgiving upcoming uh, just a few days away it's on thursday I also have to, getting back to the stuffing, my whole upbringing as a kid, oysters from a can were in the stuffing. No, I can't do that. It, and it was that was the only way that we ever had it. Really? Yeah, amazing, yeah. Uh, oyster stew on Christmas Eve and oysters in the stuffing. I mean, I've never tried it, so I don't know. I, it just doesn't seem like to me that it would go. But there are things that you go, you know what? That tastes pretty good. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's. Uh, I haven't done it in years, but I may do it now that we're talking about it. I got. I got to give a, a shout out to my friend uh, Jeff at uh, Romanto's in Williston. He does a pie, a pizza, only one time of the year, and it is. You've got to try this pie because I don't know how many people do this, but for me, the best part of Thanksgiving, and I think with most people, they love the leftovers, and and. Everyone's sort of a connoisseur on the way you make that turkey sandwich, and it's not a simple turkey sandwich. You know, you can take turkey, a little lettuce, a little mayo, and you're done. No. you got to layer it up with, and it does seem redundant because you've got bread, but you need to put some stuffing on that bread. Then you need to put a little bit of turkey on that bread, and then you need to put a little bit of cranberry on that bread. Then you put the mayo on it. Well, Jeff goes one step further. He does a pizza. And he puts mashed potatoes on it with a little bit of gravy 
And then he drizzles it with some cranberry sauce. And it's available, I think, just until the end of the month, just until after Thanksgiving. So Romanto's in Williston, if you if you want to check it out, it's the, the Thanksgiving pie. It is absolutely delicious. I know I'm going there tomorrow for my fix of it. Uh, I love it. Uh, 244-1777, What are you having for Thanksgiving? Are you doing anything different? Uh, have you ever done a a turkey-less Thanksgiving? There was, gosh, I'm guessing about 10 years ago. I don't know what got into me, but don't ever let it happen. If it happens again, Brad, make sure you just, you know, slap me upside the head. Vegetarian. I went vegetarian for a couple of years. Yeah, can you believe that? No. I vegetarian. Can't. No. You don't so, look like a tofu turkey kind of guy. Well, we didn't do a tofurkey, but we do. Uh, we had a stir fry, a tofu stir fry. That's what we had for Thanksgiving that year. And I will never go back to that again. Believe me. Uh, but you know, they sell these things called tofurkeys, and the I've never understood this. If, if you're a vegetarian, why do you want to make something that looks like and tastes like something that you don't want to eat? I, can you explain that to me? Two four four seventeen seventy seven one eight seven seven two nine one eight two five five. It looks like out on the sidewalk now, second <laughs> row behind the grandmothers are vegetarians. They they have. It uh, looks like torches, Charlie. <laughs> well, uh, you know, the last time we had the, the pitchfork and the torch uh, regime here uh, as well, I guess, as we got into a, a little bit of uh, politics, which I don't normally uh, get into here on uh, Travels with Charlie. 244-1777-1877-291-8255. Got time for a quick story. My first Italian Thanksgiving. And if we have any Italian listeners out there, you can certainly relate to this. But this was my first. I grew up, uh, I'm, 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 you know, Italian American, but I did not grow up in an Italian family. My grandmother uh, raised me, and we never really had a traditional Italian Thanksgiving. My first Italian Thanksgiving was with my wife's family, and you know, it doesn't get any more Italian than you're going over to Uncle Sonny's. I'm making this up. Aunt Chicky is there, uh, and Uncle Dookie. And, and I get there and I'm looking, man, look at this. Lasagna, meatballs, sausage, a big antipasto. And I'm just filling my plate up and eating all of this. And I'm going, wow, that was delicious. And then Uncle Sonny brings the turkey out. And I'm going, wait a minute, there's more? Oh yeah. <laughs> and this was my first time out with my, with my wife's family on Thanksgiving. We weren't married yet. And, and, you know, you go to an Italian house and you don't eat? I, I would have never been allowed to marry her. So I had to, I had to eat the entire turkey dinner. And then they bring out 18 different types of dessert. And I didn't want to let anybody down, so I ate. And to this day, I still remember sitting out on the, the stoop <laughs> of uh, Uncle Sonny's house going, oh. Can't believe I ate the whole thing. <laughs> well, I hope everybody has a happy Thanksgiving and uh, want to thank you for listening here to Travels with Charlie. I'm certainly thankful for the friendship of uh, Brad Furland, my executive producer. We've been together for many years now producing videos and, and now doing this uh, this radio show. And Brad, thank you so much for that. Thank you, Charlie. I value your friendship. You're so talented. It's been so fun to do all of these things together. And and you can hear 
Brad, occasionally filling in on uh, Vermont Viewpoint here on WDEV. Yeah, that's been a blast. I like it, and uh, it's it. you've taught me a lot, so I appreciate your mentorship. We'll be back with you on December 5th. Travels with Charlie is sponsored by Casella Waste Systems, Jolly Convenience Stores, and Milne Travel American Express. My executive producer is Brad Ferland, and uh, Brady Farkas behind uh, the glass this afternoon. I'm Charlie Papillo. I'll see you in my travels.